Welcome to another episode of Sunshine from Heaven. I'm so blessed today, as I am every day, to be above the ground and not under it. God is so good. Today is Talk About It Tuesday, and I can't wait to share what we got on the menu today. Please, I always ask you to share, but today I really hope you share this episode. It's going to be something special. Welcome to Sunshine from Heaven and Talk About It Tuesday. Watch God turn it around. Again, welcome to Sunshine from Heaven. Today is Talk About It Tuesday. And let me tell you what, guys, I have a special, special. I know I say special all the time. You guys probably think, man, he don't have nothing but special friends. But let me tell you, this is not a friend right here. This is uh, the Coupe de Gras, the, 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 oh, the, oh, I can't, I don't even know what to call him. AKA Boy George, AKA Wolf, AKA my big brother. I want you to say a prayer and give it up for my, my main home squeeze. Mr. Oscar George Jefferson Jr. <laughs> hello, hello, Minister Nick. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. Hey, got my big brother on here. Going, We're going to talk about it. We're going to chop it up. We're going to let the people hear because we know that God can turn it around. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nobody but. Yes, Lord. Man, so it's just so good to talk to you, man. So good to uh, have you uh, in my life, man. We, we've gone through a pretty... Uh, rough couple of years here, man, losing two of our brothers. And uh, it's, it's just been, uh, I tell you what, if it wasn't for the rest of the team, boy, it'd be pretty tough right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it was all, well, unexpected, but I thank God for the bond that we have. Well, we were raised that one can't fall without the other and we all sticking together. It's truly a blessing right now. Yes. I'm going to dive right in. Tell me right off the bat, who is Oscar George Jefferson Jr.? Oh, man. That's, uh, man, uh, first of all, I'm a child of the Most High. Uh, I believe God is the center of my life. And I believe that came from my upbringing, second born, being of a family of seven, six boys, one girl. I'm a husband to a lovely wife for 14 years. I am a father of five, three boys, two girls, and a grandfather of nine. Ooh-wee, you, well, you, you took that be fruitful and multiply to the next level, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the thing about that is uh, two of mine have, uh, have yet to have any children, so there's yet more to come. Oh, man, got some seeds ready to be planted. <laughs> yes, sir. I, uh, I also am a veteran of uh, the retail industry. I was in there for almost 24 years. I recently retired from that. Uh, right now, just living life, loving God, and loving the family that I have. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. Well, like you said, you already kind of led to my next question. You talked about your upbringing. Tell every, uh, everybody about the big city you're from. <laughs> <laughs> the big city of, uh, actually, the village of Angie, Louisiana. Uh, I couldn't even tell you the population, but there's only two uh, caution lights, not even stoplights. They're caution lights. So if you go through those two, 
you passed it up. And it's a small village, and it actually is where it says it takes a village to raise. That's the way we were raised. Everybody had a hand in our upbringing. Trying to look up the population of Angie, I think it's something around 627 or something like that. It, it, it's uh, about the size of a junior high school here in Houston. <laughs> That, that sounds about right. Right. Well, hey, well, that's uh, from Angie, Louisiana. Population of 600. Oh, yeah. That's about the size of school. All right. Would you trade the way you were raised to be raised like these children are raised today? No, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in the situation that the, the children right now are in. Uh, I know it's a microwave society we have right now. And everything is right now, but I, I believe the way we were raised impacted the men and women that we are now. I, I really thank God for that because we appreciate more and we know that it's a lot of hard work to get to where you want to get. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing is given. Everything you have to work for. Yeah, I can be honest with you and tell you, well, this is not news to you. I thought we had the meanest daddy in the world. <laughs> It was, uh, oh, my dad. It was a lot of times I, I really did not like my dad. It was oh. a lot of times. And it's, it's funny how God has things to happen in your life where you can actually, the songs say you understand it better by and by. Uh-huh. Uh, when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, uh, I used to think that my dad just didn't like me and I was his namesake. So I figured I should get special treatment, but I didn't seem like I was the one to always getting the brunt the of it. road to go. Yeah. So we were at MD Anderson and uh, we were sitting there waiting for his next doc doctor visit. And I, I just had to ask him, I was like, dad, could you please tell me why everybody else got treatment? And it seemed like I had it the hardest. He said, because I saw so much of me in you want you to make the same mistakes I made. Right. And that that was, it kind of floored me. I, I Now I feel guilty for <laughs> feeling having no fist toward my father. It was, it was out. Right. But, uh, well, it wasn't for a lack of trying that you tried to make the mistakes that he did, or some of them anyway. <laughs> I was in the back seat while it was going on. <laughs> yes. Yes. I I can and what he saw was was real. It was real. He did see him in me. Oh my goodness. I can truly say uh on a number of occasions that I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that that the God we serve take care of children and fools because we were both of them. Oh my God. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Thank you. Thank you for your protection. Oh my goodness. He had that, that rod of protection, that and uh, uh, that rod of correction and and I thank God for the rod of direction that he put in our life. But I tell you what we had when I tell you about having brothers uh, like I had. <laughs> but I'm talking about uh, uh, stickball tournaments, football for hours. We even had, I think, a World Series where we even put on some baseball uniforms. <laughs> yes, and what it was so it was kind of odd because most of the time it was only five of us playing. So to even it out, pretty almost whoever was coming down the street or down the road, that's who we put on the team. That's who even on the other team. Three yeah. on three. Yes. And it was truly a community <laughs> community event. Yes, it was. And they, they knew when they came down there, it was going to be time to get it. <laughs> 
No holes barred. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I think we had probably more games in in a fight than just in. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was crazy. Oh. And I, again, back back on reflecting on how we were raised, I never forget me and my oldest brother Chris. May he rest in peace. And I got into an argument on the school bus and almost came to blows. And my great grandmother lived right down the street. By the time we got off the bus and walking up the driveway, my cousin had got off the bus and already ran in the house and told my great grandmother. So they called ahead and told my dad. So when me and my brother got in the house. Wait, was that that's that was early Twitter, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I knew the term fake news back then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so by the time we got in the house, my dad was already standing there with a belted uh, rod of correction in his hand. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he told us that uh, y'all are brothers and y'all are going to act like brothers. The only one are going to fight under this roof is me and your mama. Oh, wow. And he just went to work yes lord and so we never we never fought in front of anybody else we had our fight still right but never brought anybody else involved we always kept it right in house i i know for a fact that we were raised in that uh that era where church was uh not even a question it wasn't a question of whether or not you were going to go to church or not it was a question of if you fell asleep how many lashes you was going to get when you got home. Yeah. And growing up in the Methodist church, you had the altar boys where you had to sit in front of the pastor and the uh, lay leaders uh, pulpit. And you had to sit there and face the whole congregation. Yes. Talk about torture. <laughs> if you fell asleep, and if daddy heard about it, oh, he saw it, it was going to be, uh, I don't even know how to say it. It was going to be Hell to pay. Yes. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And yeah. that, that just stuck with me. Uh -huh. uh, stuck with us. I mean, church was always must. Wherever we went, we always was a part of the church. Right. And that is uh, just part of the bricks of the foundation that we're made of. And not realizing how important that would be to the life that we live today. Uh, because there is no way I would be alive without God. Oh, man. No, no question. No question. There's so many, so many things he has brought me through. And I go through so many things now. I listen to a sermon uh, Sunday. Pastor was talking about the, the storms of life. And it's always a storm. Either you're going in it or you're already in the middle of it or you're coming out. Yes. Always a storm. Yes. And uh, I, I love the phrase, you can't have a testimony without a test. Yes. So we we have to we have to just stay diligent, stay diligent, and just I love that verse where it says, "Stand still and know that I am God." You got to stand still. You, yeah. you can't fight it for him. He don't need your help. No, not at all, not at all. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, hey, uh, big brother, give me a second. We're gonna hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Sunshine from Heaven, brought to you by 
Gazelle Healthcare Solutions. Gazelle carries everything you need to get you back in the game. Gazelle Healthcare Solution is truly your one-stop shop for your every orthopedic need. They carry products and supplies, product training, management, and consulting. Why choose Gazelle Healthcare? Because Gazelle Healthcare will help you increase your intensity. 832-230-5006. Again, that's 832-230-5006. Call Gazelle Healthcare Solution today and let them get you back in the game. And we're back with uh, uh, Mr. Wolf, a.k.a. Boy George, a.k.a. my big brother, a.k.a. June, a.k.a. Oscar George Jefferson Jr. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, how many nicknames do you think you have? Dude, I, I, came, I came, I went home uh, a couple of months back, and my uncle I hadn't seen in a while, I forgot about that nickname. He said Bug. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned around and said, Yes, sir. Oh my goodness. Just a natural I don't I really don't know how many, man. Oh wow. Yeah, I know I've been places where when we would get home, I remember when I was in the military and we would all manage to make it home at the same time and get a chance to ride around and we go see different family members. And I don't think it was a house that we stopped at that they didn't refer to you as something different. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And all of it, all of it's still good. I, I answer to all of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, like I say, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's a blessing. You don't realize when you have a family of our size, uh, you know, sometimes it seems tight. You know, uh, I would even say I didn't realize that we were poor and I'm not going to say poor. We were middle class i guess i don't know what we were i know that we i don't recall ever really lacking for anything well now being an older brother where would you say we landed it was it was in uh i would say just above the poverty line but we didn't know it no we didn't know it and people laugh at me to this day because i didn't know until i think i got into high school or right getting ready to graduate supermarkets sold meat with the clear wrapper on it. Yes, yes. I tell uh, my wife that all the time. Because our grandfathers, they had cattle. They had uh, pork. They had all this and they take it, they slaughter it, they butcher it, and they put it all in the white white wrapper with the name or whatever it is, if it's pork shoulder, if it's the ham or whatever it was. And I never knew that the supermarkets carried meat like that. Right, because and, and, and we learned early on the true definition of what freezer tape was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, and, and learning things all the way. I mean, you talking about learning how to do something. My dad was uh, of the uh, opinion that if he outside working, if you don't know what he's doing, you're going to be standing there watching. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he he really and he used to say it all the time. You gonna wish you knew Ooh. the things I'm doing, and I, I'm kicking myself now of all the knowledge that he took with him. Yes, the things he knew how to do. Yes, and 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 I we used to see uh, our dad sit there in a chair. J. C. Whitney and the Chilton, uh, how to do? Yeah, yes, yeah. that was mm-hmm. the. 
what it would be today is YouTube. And my dad would sit there and read that book for about 30, 40 minutes to an hour and then go out yes, there and, and build a trailer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, we were some of the few kids in the neighborhood who by the age 10 or 11 could use a blowtorch and a welding machine. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And could probably tell you what's wrong with your vehicle. Look at the carburetor. Tell you if you gas, you're not getting enough gas. It was it was a lot of things that I cherish now because my sons now are lacking in that in that field. Yes, and I, and I see it. Yeah. I see it. I know. I would call dad, and my now he in Louisiana. I'm in California, and he would say, "Well, what kind of sound is making?" And I could tell him the sound, and he would tell me what was going on with my car long distance. I never, I never forget when I was in college and I had just gotten married, and the car was some smoke was coming from the back tailpipe. He asked me what color was the smoke, <laughs> and I told him it was like a the light, like a grayish like smoke. He said that's your fuel line. Oh. He said if it was dark, then it'll be. You're off. Uh -huh. I was like, wow. Yeah. A whole different monster right there. And then that's, and I tell uh, people today, uh, they trying to get me a salad. And I say, don't put no cucumbers in it. I don't want not one cucumber in my salad on my plate. <laughs> and I, I blame, I blame daddy for that. I oh. do, I do. Oh my And goodness. my wife, she laughs to this day. I don't want pickles on my hamburger or anything. I know everybody wondering why, but in the summer months when you're usually out of school, you usually look forward to being out of school and for the summer, but we didn't because no. my dad planted cucumbers. Yeah. And he planted almost like two acres of it. And it was five o'clock in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Oh. Five o'clock. And you out there and you don't come home till like one or two o'clock that afternoon. Yes. And that's and after they've all been weighed. All been weighed. I think we won an award once. And so now I don't want any pickles, uh, cucumbers on my salad. I don't want. I don't want it. Wait, they this this mind though. What was our payment when we when we got the uh, cucumbers weighed? <laughs> what did we get? A honey bun and a drink. Oh, come on now! You better say a cold drink. <laughs> a cold drink. <laughs> And, and they crazy. If you didn't want the honey bar, you could get your bag of chips. Oh, my goodness. I wish the child labor laws were in effect then, brother. <laughs> but it, I, I, I love it. I look back on it and I tell people about it now. But yes. it, what it did, I think it created the work ethic that we have now. Yes, yes. Um, we, we know we're going to have to work. So we got to put in work. So when we punch that clock, from the start to the finish, we're going to put in that work. Yes. And not only that, uh, my dad was of the uh, the thinking that nobody was going to finish before the other person. Because if you finish your row before the other person finished, you go and get on their row and meet them where they are. Work together. That's right. That's and right. So you just we all work together. So I tried to uh, be in one of the younger ones. I really didn't get scrutinized as much. So I ate probably more cucumbers than I was picking <laughs> while well, I don't eat them to this day <laughs> yes sir yes sir but, I don't I don't want any parts of it right but I think like you said not only did it create a, a work ethic uh, not realizing at the time the sense of family 
that it created the bond of us spending time with our father and him teaching us these things that we don't even know that we're learning at the time about love, about family and how God can pull that all together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My dad saying on how hard he was on us. We never had conversations you know, now fathers are sensitive to their children's feelings, so they want to talk to them. We didn't, we didn't grow up with that kind of conversation. No, no, we we couldn't approach our dad like that. And I, I, I respect it. My dad, it, it hurt me, but it helped me when my dad got diagnosed with cancer. That was the first time that he and I actually said, "I love you" to each other. The first time, but- and I think I was almost. 40, I was 40 years old then. Right, but did you think that that you weren't loved? No, 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 no. What they're saying was understood, don't have to be explained. Yes. Because yes. He, he did everything that a father could do. He did that. He he did the example. And then some. Right, he gave you, he gave you the example to follow. Yes. As far as being the father being the stronghold, being the rock of the family, that's that's what a man's supposed to do. The coach of the team, yeah, he he was all that. And then with that example uh, of of how to be responsible and to be a man, and uh, how to love your family, uh, it trickled down to his sons. I remember, yes, I remember one time in particular that I'll never forget, uh, knowing that God is real and controlling everything, but also letting his love be demonstrated through his people is that we were out one night at a, uh, a disco. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, we had gotten to a fight with some people. I don't even remember who it was exactly, but I guess the young man who lost the fight was upset and went home and got his shotgun Yeah, and came back to the thing, cocked the shotgun and had it pointed directly at my face. And I thought for sure I was going to die that night. But my big brother on the line right now, Oscar George Jefferson Jr., (laughs) stood between me and that shotgun, turned his back on that shotgun and told me, let's just go and started walking away. But the whole time had the shotgun and me and him in the middle. And I'll never forget. uh, And I don't think I even saw any fear on his face. Or I, I don't I don't know how that was even possible. The thing was that was in my my mind then that I was the elder, so I had to protect. I had to make sure that my brothers didn't come into any harm. Mm. So if any harm came, it would be on me. Besides the guy that had the shotgun, I already knew he he wasn't gonna pull the trigger. Well, I don't know. You you could have let me know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I know that God has given us uh, so many different opportunities and have spared our lives uh, numerous times, man, on some some of the choices that we made in life. Oh, I know without a doubt, I could name probably at least three times that we could have been dead in a car flipped over and and unrecognizable. And I can add three more, you know, (laughs) but God kept us. And and I, I feel that when you know that God has kept you and not just have to guess it would be a disservice as to not to let people know how awesome of a God we serve 
and the love that he has demonstrated, not just by letting his son down the cross so that he can reconcile the relationship with us, with him, but the love that he demonstrates to us daily by just waking us up and then covering us with grace and mercy. Daily, every day, brand new mercy. Brand new mercy. Brand new mercy. Well, what would you say uh, that your dad taught you or that you learned from watching him that you know for sure you have had the opportunity to teach it to your children? My children, from my dad, I tried to relate to them is to treat people the way you want to be treated. Uh-huh. I never seen my dad mistreat anyone. I never seen and anyone come to my dad for help. My dad tried to help mm-hmm. that I knew of, right. that I knew of. And I tried to display that with my children and my sons and my daughters. I want them to be able to help anyone. I want them to be able, but at, at the same time, stand on your own two feet. Now, I know from uh, my own experience that God has gifted you. You have uh, a number of gifts that God has gifted you with. And you used to uh, display those gifts frequently growing up. Uh, Some of them you kind of put to the side. But what gifts do you have today uh, that you feel you get a chance to exercise more often than not? The gift of uh, ministering through music and song, I, since a child, when we were growing up, we used to sing with the male chorus and daddy, he drilled that in us and with the virus and the pandemic and everything, now you can't be in the choir right now because right here in New Orleans, the mayor doesn't want you to be close together like that, but I, I miss that. Right. I miss ministering. And a lot of people used to tell me that I should be a minister, but I believe I minister through song. Mm-hmm. I believe when I'm when I'm singing, I believe I deliver my message that way. Amen. And the way you deliver yours, I wish I had the gift of gab as my brother, my dear brother, have. I I don't have that. Yeah, that's so right. I, but that's right. He's a, he's something else, ain't he? He got that gift of gab. <laughs> minister Nick, you have had that from day one. I'm telling you. The gift of gab. I always told you that I wish I could I could speak to people on the on the level that you do, but I I know my gift and I use what God gives. Yeah, Amen. Well, I just acquired that because words didn't take much exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and in my in my years of uh, in retail and being a supervisor, I found that I I think I had a gift of leadership. Uh-huh. I, I tried to lead and I gave everybody, I've helped promote a lot of people up under me to be supervisors over me, which I have no problem with. Right. None, because if you you come to me for help, I believe I should give it to you. Yes. I'm, I'm going to give you what God give me. At the same time, as I bless you, God going to bless me. Right. And that's the way my gift has, has uh, flourished. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I have two more questions. I'll let you go. I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, what would you say uh, when you think when people tell you, like I said, I tell people that I was raised Methodist. Uh, I call it black Catholic. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and uh, but we went to different churches all the time because of our male course. So we were 
in a different church, you know, holiness, uh, Pentecostal, uh, Methodist, Baptist. Uh, we, we visited quite a few. Now, what do you personally, when somebody tells you that they're Methodist or Catholic or Baptist, what do you think that says about them or what does that mean to you? It really, to me, it doesn't matter to me uh, what denomination because I believe in one God, one faith, one baptism. And I believe when we die, I believe it's only one heaven. Uh, and I don't believe God is going to have separate sections in heaven for a different denomination. Yeah, amen. And so I believe if we live accordingly to his word, we all shall have a mansion that he has prepared. My last uh, question if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would be the one thing with your knowledge today that you would tell your 18-year-old self that you feel would be the most impactful? My 18-year-old self. And mm-hmm. my walk, I have found that I am my biggest critic. Uh-huh. And I, I, I would tell my 18-year-old self to stop second-guessing Follow your mind and follow your heart and do what God sets in your heart to do. That right there is is priceless. I think a lot of people would like to go back and maybe do some things over uh, on some of the decisions that we made. And we know on numerous occasions that if you would have went with your first mind 99% of the time, that was the way to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I thank God for the Holy Spirit that he has left behind us to guide us. And it always tries to nudge us in the right direction. But boy, that flesh is hungry. Yes, yes. And that's where the second guessing and all this, it come about. Mm -hmm. That's where it come about. Yes, sir. Well, hey, thank you so much for being a guest on the sunshine. And I really hope that what you have said today blesses somebody because I know it, it always blesses me to, uh, to just talk to you because we've got just so much history. We could talk for hours about how God has kept us. I mean, yes, from car crashes yes, and I mean, yes, just, Oh, the, the drowning. We could have drowned. We could have yes. shot each other eyes out. I mean, it was yes, sir. Cowboys and Indians with BB guns, with yes, real sir. guns. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, but yeah, I thank you so much and appreciate and love you, man. And uh, I hope that God continues to bless you and keep you in, in your retired endeavors as Paul Paul. Hey, Mr. Nick is one more thing. You said that I'm a man of many names. Uh, I think you might need to sit down and write down. I probably, th- I think you might have me beat on those. Oh, uh, come on now. I just got one. No, maybe two. Okay. <laughs> we wait. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll leave it at that for now. We'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna concede. You know, uh, you know, like some people are supposed to concede. Uh, I'm gonna concede. But anyway, uh, man, I thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be with us. And I, I, to all our listeners, please, if you have any comments or uh, topics that you'd like to talk about. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at sunshinefromheaven365 at gmail.com. Again, that's sunshinefromheaven365 at gmail.com. And make a comment. I hope you enjoyed today's Talk About It Tuesday. And remember, share a little sunshine.